Today's daf is daf Lamed Gimel Ahmed Aleph. Actually, up to the very bottom of the page. So the last thing we learned was a machleke between Rebbe and the Chachamim when one says Shema. Our Mishnah says you can say it any language you want because Shema bechol lashon shaata shemeya. We have a special word that tells us that you can say it in any language you want as long as you understand. And uh, Rebbe holds that Shema is coming to teach you that you have to listen to what you are saying. And the word v'hoyu tells you how you had worrying that it should be the way it was written in Lashon Kedush. So the fact that Rebbe needs a special limo that, you, that Shema has to be said in Lashon Kedush means, or implies, had it not been that extra word v'hoyu, we would have thought you can read Shema in any language that you want. Because Rebbe, the surmise and now the Rebbe holds that the, the entire Torah can be said in any language. And the Rabbanon who need a special Pasuk, Shema Bechol Lashon Shata Shemeya, seems implies that had it not been for that Pasuk, you would have thought it has to be in Hebrew, because the entire Torah has to be done in Hebrew. And that's what the Gemara is going to discuss now. Lema, the very bottom of the page, on base on base, Lema, let us say, Rebbe is of the opinion, Kola Torah, Kula Natayu, Torah Bechol Lashon is said in any language. And that's why you need a special limit for Rebbe that here in Shema it has to be said only in Hebrew. Because these are the words that are created. I mean, you can say for if the entire Torah is created, but how you need the Kasech Manalamli? What do you need a special limit for you? Says you That's no proof. You know why you need the limit for you? Read the entire Torah. It can be said in any language you want. But because it's a Shema, you would have thought that Krishna uh, can also be said in any language. <clears throat> or you can say forget. Really, the entire Torah can only be done in Hebrew. When it comes to Shema, you would have thought that it should be said in any language. You can say it in any language because it's the word Shema. So therefore, when you need a Pasuk, you tell you, no, Shema is no different than anywhere, anywhere else. It's a should exceed Shema. Okay. Now let's see if I can. The other way around. Because in any language, you can say Kishma in any language, and Taitari can be said in any language. Shema says no proof either. It's a, you know why really the entire Taitari can be said in any language, but we would have thought Shema is an exception because it says Vahayu. Now, what exactly does the Gemara mean when it says What do you mean? What's that going on? So here we have a fascinating Machlechus. A quick introduction. We generally say that this takana of reading the Torah every three days came from Moshe and Ezra. Big Machlech is showing him exactly what was Moshe's input and what was Ezra. In fact, if you look at Taste of the Shams, Moshe wasn't going to look in. He just says that Ezra was Masakim to read the Torah. Um, many of the shame hold that Moshe Rabbeinu said you should read the Torah every three days, but Ezra says, Ten Psukim, three Aliyas, the details. Others say Moshe Rabbeinu said every three days, and Ezra added Minchav Shabbos. Others say, you see right here in Tesla Shams, that, um, that Ezra did the entire, uh, um, the entire uh, record, as it says right here, the fourth line. Um, the Ein Chiyuva element of the Takana is Ezra. Moshe wasn't going to look in. It was only Ezra who, who gave us this Takana. So what's this Kolat Teuda? So Tesla in Brachas, and here Tesla Shams, and other Rishayim, or Rosh, and others say, that it's to what Pasha's Ocher. Pasha Zach is the only Pasha that they have to read Mahatoida. And that's what the Gemara means. The Kola Toida, Bechol Lashanemra means the Pasha Zach you read. So you'll have to be Dafka Pasha Zach. You know, in Hebrew, it can be in any language. So, no, but that's how we get that the Rishonim hold Mahatoida. You have to hear Pasha Zach and you have to read Pasha Zach. I don't have to say it yourself. You have to actually read it from a Toida. Tesis there in, in, in Brachis also adds Pasha's Poro. The Rosh there adds Pasha's Poro. Some want to say it's a mistake. In fact, in Shukhanaruch, it says the Yesh Oymin Pasha's Poro. However, Rashi in the, says um, right here, two lines at the top, 
Very important Rashi. Rashi says, He doesn't limit it to Pasha Zacher or Pasha's Parah. So the Bach uh, learns from here that Rashi holds that we have to read the Torah every Shabbos. In fact, the, the, the Ritva in Megillah of Zayin says the same thing. So we have a number of Rishonim who hold that Kriya Satayda on Shabbos is Mahatayda from the Lashon Kalatayda Kalatayda B'cholashon Emra. Others want to say, and that it's talking about to be to the Mitzvah of Talmud Tayda, learning Tayda. You can only be Yaitzah to the Mitzvah of Talmud Tayda if you say in Hebrew, if you say in Lashon Kaidish. If you don't say in Lashon Kaidish, you're not Yaitzah to the Mitzvah of Talmud Tayda. We're talking about Chumash because obviously the Gemara itself is written in Aramaic. You're not Yaitzah to the Mitzvah of Talmud Tayda unless you say in Hebrew. Others say we're talking about these things that the Mishnah said can only be said in Lashon Kaidish, like Bukurim and all that, or, or Chalitza. Um, that's what we're talking about over here, whether you say it Hebrew or not. <clears throat> okay, so these are different opinions. Go back to the Gemara. Said the Gemara further, Tefillah, Davening can be said in any language. We're Davening, Rachmihu, since, and the Gemara explains, since the whole idea of Davening is, is to Daven to the Ebesh, and as the Ebesh of Rachmim. So call Hechad by Matsli any way you want. You can daven because you have to understand. You're asking the Abishim for help. Obviously, it has to be in the language that you understand. So you tell me you can daven any language. We had more Shabbos. Rabbi said, "You should never ask for your for your personal needs in 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 Lashon Aramis or Bchalal daven in in the language of Aramis." And right now we're understanding Aramis is not limited to Aramis. Any language, any language, knowledge of Kaddish, don't daven in. So what do you tell me you can daven in any language? And Rabbi Yechina said, When you daven, you need malachim, malach matatron, to go ahead and to elevate your um, your trillers to Shemaim. Because they don't understand other languages. So what do you tell me you can daven in any language you want? Like Kasha. And we discussed yesterday about what you should daven in a language or not, you know, what's better. Hebrew, not understanding, or English, yes, understanding. Like Kasha. It's very important. Like Kasha. Depends if you're davening on your own or you're davening in a minion. Why? If, if you daven, as Rashi explained, you daven with a minion, you don't need a malach, you don't need an intercessor to go ahead and to take your fillers and deliver it to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. himself is there. So if you daven, you can daven in any language you want. And we actually have parts of davening which are in Aramaic. But if you're davening with Chiddush, you cannot daven in any language other than Lashon Kedish. We'll come back to this big machlekes in a minute of the Rishayim. The Gemara, let's first finish the Sugi. Says the Gemara, the Ain, you tell me, Malachi, Malachi, Paket, do not recognize the Rami, just interesting. First, we start off saying, you're telling me they understand the language, it can't be. And now you say, you tell me you don't understand the language, of course they do. But time we learn, a voice ring out from heaven in the Kajukadashim. So Aimeh, this is the time when Eden was threatened by the Greeks and so on. So Aimeh, this is what the Baskal said, not Chutalia, the young people here, they won the war. The they went out to have a war against Atuchya, the young Kainim, these are the Khashpanoyim. They went out to the, the, the Syrians right before you. Kippur and the war was waged on Yom Kippur itself, and Yechon and Kohen Gadol heard a baskel ring out from Kohen that, he, that they, the Kohenim just won. And what language was it in Aramaic? And a baskel, we're assuming, is, is delivered through Malachim. It's not Nevius because Nevius stopped in the second base of English. We know Nevius Chagas Chayim Malachim with the last Nevim. So this is a baskel Malachim number one, number two. Another story happened with Shimon Atzadik. The Mefoshim wonder why Shimon Atzadik stories after Yechon and Kohen Gadol when Yechon and Kohen Gadol was two hundred years after Shimon Atzadik. Shimon Atzadik was the first 
Koyen Godel in the second race of Megdush, and, and um, Yechenik Koyen Godel was much later on. Um, <clears throat> so they want to, they think maybe she was talking to somebody else, and you know, all kinds of opinions. Shishav Baskov, because you heard of Baskov and Kajurashim, Shuaimet, that said, but Taylor, Avidat, that they just won the war, the Omar, our enemy said, they said they're going to go and attack the base of Migdush, and yet Venere Gaskaltum, this person called Gaskaltum, it was a king or a general, something from Greek, he was killed, killed. All the decrees were abolished. Because for Isisha, they wrote down exactly what time that basket came out, and they, keep, and they saw that's exactly what happened, that that person died exactly. With Stalin, exactly when the Basco came out, that's when um, this person died. It was again Basco is through Malo. We'll give two answers. different. The purpose of Basco is that you should understand. It's a message. And because the purpose is a message, therefore it had to be said in the language. Or, but that doesn't really explain it. I mean, Malachim do understand it. Sound, that's the Raya Grosh. I could be. The rush says, come back to the rush, but I think this is the basis for the rush's uh, um, shit. The boy say, oh, Gavriel had. Mala Gavriel, we know understand a new language, as we're learning about I'm a man. We're going to learn later on that Bo Gavriel, the Lindu Shimlashim, that Gavriel taught Yosef Atzadik 70 languages. So obviously, they knew all the languages. And 70 languages must include also Aramit or Bechal, other languages. Now, <clears throat> So what we have, big machlek is in the Rishonim, how to understand this Gemara here. So right now, two of the opinions out of the three believe it's all languages. You cannot dive in any other language unless you're diving in a minion. Unless you're diving in a minion, then you can dive in other languages because you don't need a malach. But if you're not diving with a minion, you cannot dive in any other language. <clears throat> now, so the opinion number one is you cannot dive in any, in any, any English. In fact, that's when the Trebisha Buru says it's also to dive in other languages. Probably basing on that. Opinion number two is it's only shoyel tzrachav. No, it's the, the text of davening you can daven any language, whether you be tzibur But you know, in 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 the nusach svar, not in our nusach arizal, but in the Ashkenazi durim, in the middle of every brach of shemnasser, there's a part you can say. For any you can add in in the brach itself whatever you want to add in. I just in every other bracha. So um, they're saying that those words, the extra words that you want to put in for your personal needs cannot, uh, depends. If you're diving in a minion, you can say it in any language you want. But if you're diving at home, you cannot say it in English. You have to say it in Russian Kiddush. Shoyok Shrachov. says right here, the word is That's opinion number two. Opinion number three is the Rosh. The Rosh says that the Malachim understood all languages. It's only a Ramit. That, and the problem that Ramit is, they don't like it. Now, why don't they like it? doesn't say it. But it would seem because it's a butchered up Hebrew. Aramid is very much like Hebrew. No, Shin becomes a tough and all that. And that's not nice. If it's to create a new language is one thing. Even though all languages originally emanate from Hebrew, as it says, by, by that from there they spread. You know, everyone's talking Shukadish and then it spread. Okay, but this is the closest. So it's like embarrassing uh, the, the Russian Kadish. You're already speaking similar. Uh, the Russians say those words. I'm just adding it in to give some husband maybe. Now, how does the Rosh say know that? Because the first answer the Gemara is that the Baskal, because they have to explain, which really means that the Malachim know all the languages, including Aram. They don't like using it. Here, they had no choice because they wanted the people to understand what they were saying. They had no choice to say it. And maybe that's where the Rosh gets it from. What's most fascinating is, is the Ravid, which nobody brings. The Ravid, 
None of them are nice or bring it, but the Raivid in the same called Tamim Deng, which is his truest. The Raivid writes the following fascinating thing. He says that they don't, this Gemara is also in Shabbos, he's there, talks about that if you go visit a sick person, you can actually dive in an Aramis because the Shechina is Lamaila Merosha Shalchaila, and if he's talking directly to the Shechina. In fact, he's saying this for him why Heilach Ma'anya begins in Aramaic. Why we start the whole God in Aramaic and then we go back to Washington Kadesh. What's the point? First two lines in Aramaic. They say because Aramaic can only be said if the Shechina is there. So we're establishing the fact that by the Seder, the Abish himself is there, not just Malachim here. And that's why we have the opening address in, in Aramaic, and then we go back to Lashon Kodesh. Says the Rifid, of course. Cases in Shabbos, if you basically ask the question, he doesn't understand. If Malachim know your Machshavis, they don't understand other languages. I mean, what does it even mean? It means the Torahim. Says the Rifid, of course Malachim understand languages. And of course they understand our Ramish, understand everything. But what happened was, he said, after the Churban Ba'isish, they all went to Babel. And they wanted to mingle. In fact, we know they even lived very well in Babel. They, and they all became you know, officers of the government. They started talking the, the, the language, Goyish. They all started talking Babylonian and they were forgetting Russian Kaddish. People from coming out Maratzim, they didn't know how to learn Chumash. Within a generation, they were within a generation, they'd be wiped out, probably any more Chinuch, everyone forgot. So they had to scare the parents into making sure they teach the kids Alabays, they teach them how to read Russian Kaddish so they could open a Chumash and, 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 and any other safer and learn. So they came up with this wild radical statement. The Malachim don't understand Aramish. And that, the Eden was still, you know, all from. So therefore they got scared and they, they made sure they taught the kids all the basic and everything else. That's where it comes from. Which, is, which actually makes a lot of sense. But anyway, that's what, that's what the Ravid says. And therefore, of course, the Ravid says, of course, you can dive in any language you have to dive. What's interesting is the Mishnaburah therefore says, <clears throat> during COVID, you all dive in the cold. The Mishnaburah says, you don't say any of the Yukumperkas. Any of them, because you're at home alone. Our Siddur, the Chabad Siddur, is very interesting how it evolved. In the old Siddurim, we, we don't say the second Yukum Purkin, and uh, or Mishabedach. Now, Mishabedach is not saying it has nothing to do with our Ramis, it's because who you benching, you're alone. We don't say the second Yukum Purkin, I guess, because it's um, the first one is about Rosh Hashim and everything else, so that's like standard text. But in the, in the old Siddurim, which is one I have at home, so I notice it. It says, Yachid Hamispal Eino Eimer. You're not supposed to say it. All the news learn, it says, Yachid Hamispal Eino Tzorifloin. They added a word here. Don't know where it came from. They added a word. It's very different. You don't have to say it. If you want to, you can. What does that mean? Which means it has nothing to do with Aramish. Because if it's Aramish, then you can't. If it's Eino Tzorif, means, you know, what's the point? You're laughing alone. There's nobody around. Who are you benching? Exactly. It's a different thing altogether. Curious what happened and how the Siddur changed. But anyway, that's a story with Aramis. Let's go down. No, I mean, it goes up. But this is the old Siddur. Could be. Could be. Okay. Let's continue. Sending money further. So that's the story there. Bench any way you want. There's no pasuk for it because, but the, and the idea is, as the Shoyim say, this is not a bracha like Hagris and Harevel. This is a thank you, and you say thank you. Any language you express your gratitude is good enough. Interesting, but the trace of the shots adds in the very end of the page, the last five lines. Interesting, what he says here. When we're talking about bichas and muzzin, any language, he says yes, Oimer. Some say. 
the pshat that we're talking about, you know, that invention you say, you know, you know, whatever you also bench, you know, and in Nuschashkinaz you add also everybody else. So, yeah, he's talking about here that bracha that you give to the to the balabais. S is coming to include not only the Abisha, but also the family, the Rabbis, and that is what we're talking about here. You can say it in any language as well. Interesting. Okay, thinking about it further, the Mishnah says, Shuas Aedas is any, Shuas Aedas any language. That means the guy said to him, I swear that you have, I heard that you you saw, I need your I need your testimony to back me up, and obviously you don't want to, you don't want to get involved. So the guy makes you swear. The guy swears, I swear that you don't have any ages. And then he did, and then turned out to be a liar. He brings a carbon because he swore false. He didn't swear, he said, I'm false. And you have to do carbon oil of the ages. How do I know she was ages in any language of the shur that the other person made the scene? Because it says in Pasik, the nefesh kisekta, the shama koil ola. And he heard this, you know, koil ola, he heard that the shmua, and he really witnessed it, and uh, he freezes to be involved. Any language of your which is again somebody said I, I gave you something because to mind for me. Now the that mission continues. The following can only be said by and the psukim that you say by chalitza. The woman said by chalitza. Ad mikir bekurim. Then Misha says, "Kate, how's it work?" Because it says the pasuk the anisa of the amart. Because it's both the amart to be something like I don't know. We learn out from har grizim and har ego. This is of an amar and this lashik. How do we know over there? I need to make sure I get it's hard to understand that because what what language did you even speak in the middle? Why would they speak any other language? You're only alone. Right? They had one language they all spoke Russian. So they were in the middle and they had nothing to do with anybody else. Obviously, it's Polish and Kaddish. So, what are you asking about how Greece and how I know is Hebrew? What do you need a puzzle for? It's it's obvious that it's okay. Well, why would you talk a language they don't understand? I don't know. But anyway, if you have a puzzle as well, could be one to use it to learn other things as well. <clears throat> we learn out coil, coil, Moshe. We learn out coil, coil from Moshe. How do you learn coil from Moshe? See, here it says coil up. Here it says that Levim said to the Kodon with a loud voice, use the word Kodon. Uksi Vahasan over there it says, by Bahar Sinai it says that the Kodon Shafer went stronger and so on and so forth, and Moshe Yidabed will kinyan and Kodon. He's Malam or Kodish, over there was a Kodish, because we have the words in the title exactly what David just said, that's how we know Lush Kodish as well. Chalitza Kodon, how you know Chalitza? But Rabbonon, we had Mr. Machlekes, Rabbonon and Rabbi Yehuda. The Rabbana say the same thing, and and Rabbi Yehuda said because it says also the word kocha. Yeah, the word kocha. But Rabbana says it says the the amra. Same thing, you know, unsav the So therefore, we know that has those cages. Rabbi Yehuda is not happy with that. Satisfied, he says one more word kocha like this. In other words, exactly the way it's written in the Torah in Hebrew. But Rabban high kocha mavle. What it says, Rabban don't need the word kocha. What do they use the word kocha? Which seems to be superfluous. The boilo they need the double shu You know what holds back? You know what? If she, this one thing, if she doesn't do. She's not Yetzir. If she doesn't spit and doesn't tie the shoe, you're not Yetzir. But if she doesn't say the Psukim, she's still Yetzir. Uh, actually, the is about regarding spitting, but that's how we learn over here. Only something that anything that has a Maise is Ma'ashri. Spitting, including the Maise. But you, you, the, how did you learn that out? You could have said, I say, Kacha, 
the extra chaf. Rabbanon, koykochle mashlo. You had before the extra hey, the extra chaf. They don't learn these extra letters. Another one has a question. What does he do with the answer? We had before Xavier Shabbat, right? We learned out on Subamru from the Bishkurim and all that. What do they do with it? From the Levim, Hargrim, Harebo. Lagmude, the Levim, the Beloshna Kaidish. How do you know that the other way around? How do you know that Harebo and Hargrim is the Beloshna Kaidish? We learn from here. Now, according to Yehuda, it's difficult to understand. Why do we need to know? We hold we need to know what language Levim gave the brachas to, because that's where we learn everything else from. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're learning from the Tacha and, and the Xeris Shabbos to tell you what the Levim did in Hagrid and Harevo, which is a question we're asked a number of times. You know, what's the difference to us what language they said it? Not sure. Why don't they just, what does he need to learn? Let's learn Le Levim, Kerl Kerl Ani, Ani, Gomer, Kerl Kerl Gomer. So we're saying over here um, that he learned, he, he had Xayda Shava, and Xayda Shava is something you cannot devise on your own. A hekish, you can't, a Kabuchaymi, you can't, Xayda he had to be passed down from your Rebbe. And his Rebbe never told him about Kerl Kerl. Therefore, he couldn't learn from Moshe Rabbeinu regarding over here um, uh, by, um, what do you call it? By um, by by um, the Levim, by the Levim, say what? By the Levim, was only pages because Kroll Kroll from Moshe. He never heard such Gzeir Shava. He needs Gzeir Shava to learn Levim from over here, from by Yevama, by Chalitza, and that's why here. Uh, interesting, because Tosfos in Shabbos and other places says that Lav Davke they were told which Gzeir Shavas. They were just given a number of Gzeir Shavas. were told, let's say, a hundred Gzeir Shavas in the Torah, and then they had to work out which ones they were. But here the Gemara clearly seems to be saying that it's not only the number, but exactly which word was used. And he never heard those words Kol Kol, so he couldn't therefore rely on that. Further, whatever it says, we know when it comes to by bichas kainim, right? So therefore, we know that has to be Hebrew. Kocha the chalit has to be Hebrew. Ani avamid levim. So you see clearly from here, what does he use by levim? Not curl curl, but ani and amida. Okay, now we're going to talk about what actually happened there across the yard. Now, just to bear in mind, traces in the next page on the Dalman base tells us, and I actually saw that I was not at this roll, um, that the entire width of the yard was 50 amas. So if you think about it, you didn't even have to have a splitting of the yard because you have so many even walking through. But you know, you could have right 50 amas. And when we were there now, the guide, like all these guides, we know exactly where the Eden crossed, he showed us a place, and it was very, very narrow, probably even narrower than 50 amas. You saw that you think this? Yep. So, so Tracy actually says it was 50 amas wide, the whole thing. And then you got to work out the Eden were 12 mil wide, 12 mil in depth. And and, my, and Yeshua spoke to the Eden while they were all inside the water. How did that work out exactly? So, so that's a long taste of trying to figure out tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk about it. But <clears throat> be that in mind. Says the Gemara, first of all, we're exactly, remember we learned they set up the stones, everything else. We're exactly with Hagrid. What, what, what happened here? Big machlekes and very radical, radically different from each other, and goes as follows. So what we learn? It says in Pasig, it says in the Bar, that they are they, um, they were told where's Hagrizin and where's Harevo. They were told they're, they're they're the other side of the Yarden, and where the Eilach. So they're way beyond the Yarden. It was far, far away. In fact, we learn more later, sixty kilometers, sixty million 
away from the yard. And we explain. It says in the Pasuk, far away from where? Where is when the sun, retaching when the sun rises. Where does the sun rise? On the east side. When they were going, they were all on the east, right? The trans is the east side of Israel, and they were going into the west, uh, Israel. So um, they, far away from the east, 60 kilometers past the Yarden, you're going to go, and that's where Hagrizim and Har Abel is. Uh, so when the sun shines, and then the Pasik says, the Eret Haknani in the land of Knani, Hayoshibaraba, that's sitting in the flat plains, Elu Hagrizim Harabel. That's where Hagrizim and Har Abel is. Shiyoshibem Kusim, the nation of Kusim, the Samaritans, that's where they were. And we found on Hagrizim, they were worshiping this double, they were this idol. Mul Hagilgul, Gilgul. Now this is a bit of a problem. Because Gilgal is actually near the Yarden. How can they be far away, Hagin Harebel, Samachle Gilgal, next to the Gilgal? So it's a big uh, problem exactly how they were next to Gilgal. In fact, we'll see later more one opinion that they went 120 mil in one day. And that's, they traveled 60 mil in the day. Then they came back 120 mil in one day, which is impossible. But as they also somehow managed to do that. Other good sites, whatever. Then it says, um, and the other Gisoy that Mul is not Samach, but Mul means opposite, so just far away. Eitzel Eloinim Mamre, near Eloinim Maida, and we learned before Edge Chem. And we heard the story of Abraham and it says in Mishnah. Well, Halim, it says right here, it says, Abraham, 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 Tanya, we learned. In other words, that's where Hagrizim Harebo was, far, far away from the Yaakov. Tanya, we learned the Rolazar of Yesi. And Rolazar of Yesi said, the dover in this thing, Zayafti Sifrikusim. In this thing here, that you guys, they took a Sefer Torah, you corrupted the Sefer Torah. They believe in Torah Shabbat, they didn't believe in Torah Shabbat. The only way they know that Eilai Moira is, is Shem is because you have a Gzeri Shabbat, but they don't believe in Gzeri Shabbat because if it's not documented, you know, clearly in the Torah, it's not true. And yet they put in the added word Shem. So he said, you guys falsified your Sefer Torah. You falsified your Torah. How do you know that the Lainim made is Shem? We know from Shem. How in the world do you know it is Shem? Okay, more continue further. Rabbi Lazar says he learned very different. He dashes as follows: He learns that Hagrizim and Abel were right next to the yard. Which is hard to understand because we know that there's no mountains right next to the yard. There's, not very, there's nothing really there. Others say with little mounds. Doesn't say anywhere that was a big mountain. There's little mounds, or they even created little mounds. And somehow or another, they managed to put six, uh, 300,000 people on one of these mounds and 300,000 people on another mound, which is a bit difficult to practically understand, picture what happened here. But anyway, it says over here the E, um, sorry. so it says, um, it says, okay, if you can tell me it's far away, he teaches, he says, mean sun rises, the sun sets, the sun sets in the west, and it's far away from the west. So, where is it? On the east, as soon as you cross the Yarden. Where the sun sets, and it's far away from there. So, where is it? Right in the east. The Eretz Aknani. Uh, Eretz Haknani, Eretz Chibihi. 
Eretz Kanani doesn't really mean Eretz Kanani. It's actually the land of Chivi, uh, because Shechem belongs to Chivi. Shechem Shechem and Chamayu is is, is, uh, is was from the Chivi. Ayeshe Barava and Plains. L'choyde v'aloi ben Harim b'gvoyis and Yoshvin. L'choyde must be mountains because Hargrizim um, and Harevel. Mul Hagilgul v'aloi ro loi ro Hagilgul. Mul Hagilgul sounds like. Um, far now we're saying sound like far away from Gilgul, but they were not, they were right there. has to rely because some of these signs just don't make sense if it's going to add up if it's right next to the Arden. So Rabelazer relies, Rabelazer relies on Rabelazer ben Yaakov. This is Rabelazer with Shimon, and he relies on Rabelazer ben Yaakov, which Rabelazer ben Yaakov actually lived after him. so Sidon Rabbi himself already had the same opinion, but Rabbi Yaakov is the one who's recorded for saying it. And that is that these signposts were signposts how to travel to get to their destination, to Yericha and all that. Nothing to do with saying we're Hagadish and and that is. And, and why you need all these signposts? Because in the midbar they had the Nani HaKavit, who basically led them, they just follow blindly. The Nani HaKavit ended when Moshe Rabbeinu was in the Stalag and Zion order. So now they needed directions. These are directions. Rabbi Yaakov to show them how to go the second crossing, which is the Yarden, um, versus the first one by Kiris Yamsha. And there's a little bit of showing, just like he showed them in the first time around. You go on this road, but follows. But then if you go on the road, don't cross the, the field in the wilderness. Go through the settlements. Not go, don't, don't go through the wilderness. And the plateau there. Uh, don't walk on the mountains, but walk in the flat plains. So that's what it was, signpost, not telling you where the Hagrid of Abel is, just telling you how to get to your destination. Every day when they traveled in the Midbar, the Aaron always followed to the first Yehuda went, and then Reuben, and then they, you know, and right after Yehuda started going, they started preparing the Mishkan, then Reuben started going, and then they had, because it was right between those two. But on this day, they were going to cross the Yamsu, the Yarden, Nosat Chila. The Aaron traveled first, as it says in Posik, the yard and crossed in front of them. The whole Yom Levim Nesus Aron. Every single day, who carries the and the Levim? Ayayim the Sukhanim. Today, the Kohenim had to carry the Aron because they're the ones who had to stand in the beginning of the yard. Shnema, as it says in Pesach, by Benoach Kap is Ragli Akoyinim. As soon as they place their feet into the yard, Noise Aron Hashem says clearly who carried the 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 Aron. The Kohenim carried the Aron. Time you learn, Rishon Yom Shleishim Kohenim was carried on only three instances. The Kohenim carried the Aron. When they were circled seven times for the walls to collapse, they circled the Aron. So we know that the Aron first was in the Mishkan. First, the Aron was 14 years uh, while the Eden were um, fighting around. And then after it was one place. And afterwards, they went to Mishkan Shilai. They were there for 350 years, approximately, or different amounts, but roughly. <coughs> In 50 years, and then, then when the Arun was taken away from there, and Ailey, Ailey died, he fell back to the chair, and it was taken away by the police team for about seven months. Then, uh, then the, the, the Tanakh that Michigan was destroyed, and then from there, after that, the police couldn't take it anymore because all the tragedy they sent it back. Then, for 20 years, in this person's house, then from there, when the government took it for three months, it was in Shlaim somewhere. And then, uh, in the meantime, they built other Mishkoinists, you know, Naive, till Shalom killed out every single coin there, and then Givain. But was, the Aron was not there. 
the Oren was in Yerushalayim, you know, the first house in Yerushalayim, until Shleim HaMelech built the base of Middash, and he made a special room for it. And that, when they had the special room, that's called Hechzir Olimek Koimoy. Brought him back. But Amatraksin made a special room. And then the Koinim did a Kivan, Shenitlu, Ragzin, Maim, Chazam, Maim, Achred. As soon as, okay, now the Gemara is going to tell us what actually happened to split the Yams. Maybe we'll stop here and we'll continue tomorrow in Mitzvah Shem. Have a good day, everybody.